Welcome to the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. My name is Frank. I'm the host of the show. And I want to start by saying it's great to be back. Uh, if you are a regular listener to the podcast, uh, you may have noticed that I've been MIA for the last month or so. So I'm going to give a short explanation for that. And then we're going to go ahead and get into the show. Uh, you're listening to the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. I discuss and review movies new and old. Uh, this is a movie podcast. Uh, this is the live version of the show. Uh, so I'll be doing a movie review today and I'll get into uh, what's going to be happening on this show. It's going to be the first of a three-part uh, episode um, regarding a movie um, that uh, I want to review uh, with Clint Eastwood. I'll get into that in a moment. Sorry, my phone just went off here. My apologies. Um, let me uh, get out of vibrate. Okay. All right. So um, again, you can find the podcast uh, live. If you watch it now, I'm on my Facebook page, Let Me Bend Your Ear. I'm also on my personal Facebook page on Twitch. Also on Twitter, the handle for Twitter is at Bend Your Ear Pod. Uh, I'm also live on YouTube, which is Let Me Bend Your Ear Podcast. So if you're not already subscribing to one of those channels, please do so. One or all would be great. I'm looking to, uh, of course, as I've stated in the last few episodes before my little uh, unexpected break here was to grow the show uh, on both the audio feed and the live component of it. And if you want to join the show, just let me know if you're watching right now. Uh, you can come on and we can discuss uh, the movie I'm going to review today or anything else about movies you want to talk about. Uh, the show is also available in audio form, which is the original original version of this podcast. That is on Spotify or wherever you get podcasts. The, it is currently available on Spotify, Podbean, Google Play, um, or excuse me, Google Podcast, uh, Apple Podcast, uh, Podbean. I've also started using the app Good Pods, uh, which is what I've been using to aggregate all the podcasts that I listen to. Uh, it's pretty easy to use as well, uh, so you can get it on there. But anywhere you find podcasts, you should be able to find it. Just look for Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. Uh, so before I get into why I was out, I want to thank uh, the people that downloaded my last episode, uh, the Michael Clayton review. You can go back. Uh, that's the most current episode before the one I'm doing right now. So I appreciate people that downloaded it uh, while I was gone. Thank you for doing that, uh, and uh, I really appreciate it. Okay, so uh, a little bit about why I've been gone for the last month and a half. Uh, I actually had a uh, serious health situation. So basically, uh, at the end of July, I was having trouble breathing. And uh, over the course of a week, it, it, it worsened to the point where I had to be transported to the hospital. And uh, it turned out that I had uh, respiratory failure uh, due to pneumonia. I was hospitalized uh, for two weeks. Uh, and at that point, of course, when I was admitted, I was tested uh, for COVID-19 and tested positive. Uh, so uh, I was hospitalized for two weeks uh, to get that situation under control, to the pneumonia. So uh, first, I want to say um, I'm very fortunate that the situation didn't go in a serious uh, or more worse direction. I did not end up in ICU and I was not put on a ventilator, thank goodness, on both of those counts. Uh, unfortunately, someone that my wife was acquainted with uh, also had a situation where, unfortunately, he passed away. Uh, so I just want to say uh, I'm very fortunate uh, that it didn't turn out that way for me. Uh, I think, you know, the pneumonia was the main issue. Uh, I think I tested that positive for COVID. I think the COVID kind of exacerbated it. Uh, I have respiratory. I don't have respiratory issues, but I had pneumonia when I was a teenager. And usually when I get a cold once or twice a year, a lot of times it sticks around for a while. 
So I think when I really got the pneumonia this time, it hit me hard. And unfortunately, I had to be hospitalized. But um, on the mend, I'm not 100% yet. So if you hear my voice sound different or my breathing sound different, or if I cough, I'm going to try to hit the mute button here. So I'm not coughing in everybody's ear uh, on the audio feed or here on the on the live. So that's basically what's going on. I'm on the mend. I'm not 100% yet. Hopefully, I'll, I'll be closer to that in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I was deciding whether I was going to record a podcast after I was 100% better. But I figured I'd give it a shot now and see how it goes. If for some reason I'm not happy with the result of the audio, um, if I'm too compromised because it doesn't sound right, then you're not going to always not put it up on the audio feed. But I thought I'd give it a shot. So that's basically what's going on with me. I'm doing much better. Um, I want to thank all my friends and family that, that reached out to me, and I really appreciate that. All right. So what I'm going to do to uh, come back, I had thought of this before I had gotten sick, but I'm really excited to do it. So I am going to talk about, and actually something, uh, fortuitous happened as far as timing. So the next three episodes, starting with this one, I am going to review uh, three Clint Eastwood um, Westerns, I guess you're going to say. The two the two that I'm going to review, the first two are definitely Westerns. The third movie, which is going to be his new film, Cry Macho, which opens on September 17th. Uh, I know somewhat about it. It's I don't know if it's a Western technically. Uh, it probably isn't, but that's going to be the third of the three reviews. So I'm going to review today on today's show, The Outlaw Josie Wales, which is a film which was a blind spot for me with Clint Eastwood. I've seen a lot of Clint Eastwood films uh, growing up, and uh, a lot of the most of the films that he made uh, in the uh, 80s I've seen. I've seen the Dirty Harry movies in the 70s, and uh, I still haven't seen, and I may do it on another three-parter, I still haven't re I still haven't watched the Sergio, the Sergio Leone Spaghetti Westerns. I haven't watched those, um, but... Uh, I watched The Outlaw Josie Wales, which I'll review today, which was a blind spot, the 1976 uh, Western classic. So I'm going to review that one today. Next uh, episode, I'm going to review the 1992 film Unforgiven, uh, which I have seen, which, uh, you know, spoiler alert, is, is phenomenal. And I'll do that review in the next episode. I saw that in the movies. I own it. I've seen that movie quite a few times. So Unforgiven will be the second episode. And then the third episode will wrap up of this segment uh, on Clint Eastwood movies. I'll review the new movie, uh, Cry Macho, which I believe is going to be released. Well, it is, or I wouldn't be reviewing it because I can't go out yet uh, in theaters and I believe on HBO Max as well. So uh, that review will be up the weekend it uh, opens in theaters and on streaming. So again, let's go ahead and get into the review. So today I'm reviewing The Outlaw Josie Wales, which is a Western that was released in 1976. So uh, a little history on Outlaw Josie Wales. The, uh, the movie is based on a novel uh, that uh, a lot of studios wanted to make. And Clint Eastwood ended up eventually attaining the rights to the book to make into a film. And the film is, uh, was originally written. The, screen, uh, the screenplay was co-written and initially directed, going to be directed by Philip Kaufman. So if that name sounds familiar to you, uh, it may sound familiar to you on this podcast because actually uh, Philip Kaufman directed The Right Stuff, which is uh, a movie I reviewed on my Movies in Space series. So if you go to my back catalog, I did a three-part Movies in Space review uh, of Apollo 13, First Man, and The Right Stuff, uh, which is uh, The Right Stuff Chronicles, the, the, the Mercury program, the initial astronauts that were picked uh, for uh, the space program. And it's an excellent, excellent film. Philip Kaufman, a very good writer, director. He's written uh, countless screenplays, directed a bunch of films, uh, Henry and June, The Unbearable Lightness of Being, um, the remake of The Invasion of the Body Snatchers, a uh, very good screenwriter and director. 
So he was uh, hired to co-write the script and direct the outlaw Josie Wales uh, with Clint Eastwood. So, uh, so basically I'll, what happened was the movie had started filming and Philip Kaufman and Clint Eastwood clashed. So since Clint Eastwood bought the property and he is, his studio was producing the movie and uh, he was uh, basically uh, in charge of the production in the sense that he had a say in everything creative regarding this movie. So uh, if you know, a couple of years earlier, Clint Eastwood directed his initial film, which was Play Misty for Me, which had him and Jessica Walter in it. It's kind of actually a, a precursor uh, for Fatal Attraction. Uh, so that was the first film he directed and um, and to great success. So obviously he's got that director's eye and you know, obviously, you know, his career going until now he's in, you know, he's 91 years old and he's got a movie coming out in two weeks that he acted in and directed. So obviously uh, he's had a humongous uh, career as a director, a critically acclaimed uh, career as a director, uh, as well as an actor and has directed some phenomenal, phenomenal movies. So they were clashing on this set of the outlaw Josie Wales uh, regarding uh, his direction of it. And eventually, Clint Eastwood got Philip Kaufman fired, and there was a director's guild and took over the movie himself. So he directed, he directed Outlaw Josie Wales himself, took over after he had Philip Kaufman fired. And this actually created a huge issue with the director's union uh, regarding that, because obviously with the unions involved, directors, actors, uh, crew people, craftspeople, uh, there, there are specific protocols that need to happen. And uh, when and they don't really, you know, they don't really look well upon a, a director being fired, and it doesn't happen that often. But uh, they, the Directors Guild, was extremely angry that uh, that Clint Eastwood took over. So to the point where I think they had to make a a they made a rule after this because there wasn't a rule in place where and a director cannot be fired and then the actor take over directing the film. So I believe that's a that's a rule that's to this day because of the situation with Clint Eastwood. So Warner Brothers and and them were fined uh, like thirty thousand dollars, something like that, and he ultimately ended up directing the Outlaw Josie Wales. So that's a little bit of the background of the movie. So the film is set post Civil War. Clint Eastwood plays Josie Wales, a Missouri farmer. At the outset of the movie, he's uh, working on the farm. He has a wife and son, and the farm is raided by Union soldiers or a faction of Union soldiers that are basically marauders that are that are raiding southern towns, southern farms, and burning everything to the ground, taking money, and uh, killing people. So unfortunately, at the beginning of the film, they go to Josie Wales' farm, and they murder his wife and son and leave him for dead. He's shot, and they think he's dead. Uh, they leave him for dead and burn his property to the ground. So that's how the movie opens. Uh, Josie Wales, of course, is not dead. He is alive. He buries his wife and son and uh, sets off on a mission of revenge. That's a pretty simple way to look at look at it. So as the movie progresses, he ends up hooking up with Confederate, uh, basically a uh, a guerrilla Confederate outfit that uh, is going to get payback. So he becomes a member of this group and they start to get payback. They go to uh, union areas. They shoot and kill union people that were involved in the marauding. And they're basically on a rampage. So 
he becomes a outlaw of uh, some pretty um what's the word i'm looking for uh his reputation precedes him so he is uh he is a part of that group so what happens is they're ultimately captured by the union soldiers and are offered a deal so the leader of the uh confederate group which is not josie wales he's just a member of it makes a deal with the union soldiers that if they all turn themselves in and declare their loyalty to the union they will not be killed and uh they can um live their lives as long as they don't continue to do what they were doing so the leader makes a deal and uh goes back to the camp where they are uh located and lets them know hey look we're gonna i, I can't do this anymore uh, I'm, I'm getting too old for it I, I it's time for me to, to give it up i've made a deal with the union they're going to spare us if we uh stop what we're doing and declare our loyalty to the union and turn ourselves in so everyone agrees to do it except josie wales he's like not interested i'm not going you know good luck to you I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing, even if I do it on my own. So the rest of the group goes back. Um, and uh, essentially, the Union reneges on the deal. They massacre all of the marauders, with the exception of the leader. And uh, basically task the leader of the Confederate guerrilla outfit with going after Josie Wales, who had realized that they were being double-crossed and came in and uh, shot up where they were at and uh, caused a lot of mayhem. So the leader of the Confederate group, so basically Josie Wales' friend is going to go after him because now Josie Wales is a fugitive and is wanted uh, dead or alive. So that's the setup. That's the first part of the movie. And the remainder of the movie is is Josie Wales basically is a fugitive. He ends up meeting up with a, a Native American uh, played by Chief Dan George a mother and daughter daughter played by sandra Locke, who if you are aware of her history with clint eastwood uh they were in a relationship and did about five or six films together uh, i think this is the first film that she's in with him if i recall correctly and um and uh so the movie is is him trying to evade capture uh essentially to try to find a place where he can be safe and uh that's the thrust of the movie so uh, let me discuss what i like about the film it is a revisionist western so it's, and I think the critical acclaim it met with at the time, I'll discuss that a little, a little bit later, but the, it's revisionist in the sense that it's not the typical Western. So it's not, you know, most Westerns you see, there's a, there's a town, there's a bad guy, there's a good guy, probably a couple of shootouts, horse riding, stuff like that. That's all incorporated in Outlaw Josie Wales, but this is more of a, and you'll see this theme in, in Clint Eastwood's work of, of deeper themes within the westerns and what they represent and you definitely will see that in unforgiven as well uh when i discuss that one in the next episode but in this in this one obviously you have the the themes of revenge and friendship and uh the effects of of violence and revenge and how that really affects your life and the people's lives around you so it's themes i think he starts to explore here and uh so it's not the typical western uh i think he's made more typical westerns like if you take a 1985's pale rider uh i may review that for another person i haven't seen that in a long time but this one i think has got deeper meaning than that and obviously it's it's a little bit uh it's set during a time where you don't see a lot of western set you know post-civil war kind of that aspect is woven into the movie uh it's not you know it's not about the civil war because obviously the civil war had ended at this point and it's not about north versus south it's really about it's really about 
uh, bad guys versus good guys in the sense that obviously these 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 Union soldiers are, are this group of Union soldiers that were marauding and and killing and robbing and pillaging through uh, these southern towns uh, are evil. You know, that's that's not question. And, and Josie Wales was just living his life at the time before. Obviously, he set out on his mission of revenge. And uh, he does do that. Uh, if you're a fan of the action and Clint Eastwood, if you're a fan of Clint Eastwood, this is a very good movie to watch. Now, as far as the critical acclaim as I was reviewing, and I know this movie has always been held in very high regard by critics. I know at the time the movie came out, uh, he screened it for actually some really old school directors like Howard Hawks, uh, directors of other Westerns who universally praised the film. Uh, and uh, I know one of the great quotes was from Orson Welles. Uh, one of my favorite directors, of course, uh, who watched the film and and basically said if this film had been directed by anybody else, uh, it would have been considered one of the best Westerns ever made. Uh, but because it's Clint Eastwood, I think he 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 was of the opinion that the 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 critical acclaim wasn't what it should have been. But I don't know if I agree with that because it was nominated for several awards. Uh, critics love it. Uh, I know it was preserved in the National Film Registry uh, as well as a a piece of uh filmmaking with historic importance so it's in the library of congress so uh it's been basically universally praised as one of the better westerns and the thing that was important for that for that movie at that time in the mid-70s is this is a time when westerns were pretty much considered uh not dead because there were still movies coming out i mean the the john wayne film the shootest came out in the mid-70s so there were westerns coming out but it was definitely not the dominant art form that it had been the previous 35 to 40 years before uh so it was definitely not the golden age of western so this this movie kind of signified that the western can still be a viable option uh as a filmmaking genre in the 70s so that's i think that's why it holds a lot of importance for a lot of people so uh i think that's why that's part of it as well so my review or my well, let me get to what i didn't like and i guess didn't like is the wrong word my issue with the movie it did drag in spots it wasn't, you know, there was some spots were a little bit slow, uh, nothing terrible. It wasn't like I was bored in the sense or or it was I've seen basically a, a lot worse movies that have dragged a lot worse. So it wasn't anything significant, uh, but it is enough to uh, affect my Van Gogh review, which I'll give shortly. It is enough for me to to downgrade it a little bit, uh, but it is still an excellent film. And if you're a fan of Clint Eastwood, it's a very good Clint Eastwood performance. Uh, Chief Dan George is really good in it as well. And uh, the one performance I do want to single out, and give me a second, I didn't pull up because I always forget his name. The actor that played the leader of the Confederate guerrilla outfit that uh, Josie Wales joins is fantastic. He's only in a few scenes in the movie, and uh, but they're very important. Uh, and the actor here it is. It's John Vernon. So if you know John Vernon, fantastic character actor, and he's probably best known for the, playing the dean in Animal House, which he's fantastic in. Uh, he's got that famous quote uh, about uh, John Belushi's grade point average, where he goes zero point zero. So that if you know Animal House, you know that actor. But John Vernon is also on the Outlaw Josie Wales, and like I said, he plays the leader. Of the guerrilla group that uh, Josie Wales joins, and who ultimately ends up going after Josie Wales to try to get him. And uh, there's a great scene uh, at the very end of the movie. I'm not going to give away what happens, but 
where he's fan- he's just a really good actor and he's really good in this role. And it's a sign of a good character. And I'm a big fan of character actors anyway. Uh, I listen to other podcasts and that uh, that focus on character actors, you know, and these are, you know, if you're not familiar with that term, if you are a movie lover, you know what that term is. But character actor is someone that's uh, in hundreds of movies and television shows. You may not even know their name, but you know them when you see them, you recognize them. And more importantly, you recognize them because when they're in something no matter how big or small their part is, whether it's television or movies or, or wherever they're they're in, they make the scenes better or they're the best thing in the scene. And uh, what I will say is uh, just a brief side uh, side note. Uh, Michael K. Williams passed away uh, yesterday. I saw the news and uh, 54 years old, first of all, way too young. He was, if you know him, he was in Boardwalk Empire uh, he was in Lovecraft Country um, this past year, nominated for an Emmy. But of course, he is always will always be known as Omar Little in The Wire, uh, which was one of the best television shows ever, and he was one of the best characters ever on it. So I want to say uh, rest in peace to him. And that's that's the definition of a character actor. He comes on the screen, he takes over the screen, and he was magnetic. His performance is magnetic. So uh, again, when I talk about character actors, somebody like that. Uh, is what I'm talking about. So again, John Vernon in uh, Outlaw Josie Wales is fantastic. One of, probably my favorite performance in that movie. Again, Clint Eastwood's good. Uh, he's very good in the movie. And the direction is good. The scenery is beautiful. Like I said, it's a very good film. Uh, it's uh, it's. Uh, I understand why it gets the acclaim that it does. Like I said, I just I just take it down a small notch, just because. Like I said, I, there was just some parts of it that I thought were a little bit slow. Like I said, it wasn't deadly to the movie. It didn't detract from my enjoyment of the movie. It just makes me take my review down uh, a tick uh, from from where I would put it. So The Outlaw Josie Wales, again, directed by Clint Eastwood, released in 1976. Um, I believe I was actually able to watch it on Netflix. So it's, I don't know if it's still there, but you can watch it there. Obviously, if you want to rent it, it's on VOD, wherever you get your videos on demand. Uh, you can rent it and watch it there. Uh, so again, uh, I was glad to get it off my blind spot list. So it was really a good one. To start with this Clint Eastwood uh, three uh, episode um, show. So again, the Outlaw Josie Wales. So out of five Van Goghs, I'm going to give it four Van Goghs. So for four Van Goghs for me, great movie. It's a movie I would watch again. Uh, it just, uh, like I said, my my small issues with it notwithstanding, which would knock it down from making it a five Van Gogh, which is a, of course, uh, in my book, five is classic. Four is still excellent, excellent movie. Worth your time to watch, especially if you are either a Western fan and uh, and or a Clint Eastwood fan. Excuse me, just mute real quick because I was coughing. All right, so four Van Goghs uh, out of five for the outlaw Josie Wales. Uh, again, you're listening to the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. I'm on live now. Uh, if you happen to pop on real quick in the next couple of minutes before I wrap it up, uh, I'm going to try to wrap it up here since I haven't really coughed until right now, so I don't want to uh, ruin the record here. But again, uh, if you want to listen to the show later, you can get it on any podcast catcher that you have. Uh, the show is officially on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, TuneIn, CastBox, and uh, Good Pods. Uh, or like I said, you can find it. I'm sure it's on other podcasters that I'm not even sure about. Uh, so wherever you get podcasts, uh, you can get it there. So do me a favor, a couple things. If you are watching this video later, Uh, since we have nobody on now, but if you watch it later, uh, wherever you're watching it, YouTube, uh, on the Facebook channel, 
uh, please like and subscribe uh, to the channels because uh, as I stated before, hopefully I'm back here uh, as my health improves and I'll be back to my hopefully weekly recording schedule had, that I had been on uh, prior to me uh, having my unfortunate health situation uh, at the end of July. So I'm glad to be back. It's great to do the podcast. I missed it. Uh, I enjoy doing it. I'm glad I'm still kicking around here to do it. And uh, I'm grateful uh, that I was able to uh, come out of this health situation uh, still here and uh, grateful for that and, uh, and, and, and sad for people that have not been able to. So uh, again, they're in my thoughts as well. But I am happy to be back. Like I said, this movie, this is a movie podcast. I discuss and review movies new and old. And this is part one of a three-part uh, series. So again, on the next episode, I'm going to review the Clint Eastwood Western uh, Unforgiven, uh, which stars Eastwood, Gene Hackman, Morgan Freeman, uh, Richard Harris. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that episode. And then the episode after that is going to be the review of the brand new Clint Eastwood film, uh, Cry Macho, uh, which is, from what I've read, was kind of like Unforgiven, uh, kind of a long time in the gestation. Uh, it's also based on a novel from a, quite a long time ago. And uh, it was been it's been kind of bouncing around until it's been finally made into a movie now in 2021. So, again, if you uh, if you could just like the YouTube or subscribe to the YouTube channel, like the Facebook page, and then you can follow me on Twitter. That's the best way to get a hold of me. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Bend Your Ear Pod. I'm also on Instagram. Bend Your Ear Pod is the handle so you can reach me there as well. But Twitter is usually the best way. I like to interact with other movie podcasters and uh, discuss movies and what I like about them so again it's great to be back i appreciate everybody reaching out to me um while i was going through my situation um i'm glad to be back uh i'm not 100 percent, but i'm getting there um, but i'm way better than i was a couple of weeks ago so i'm very happy about that so again if you enjoy movies uh do me a favor if you see me on social media or you watch this live video or you listen to the audio feed if you are a movie fan and you know other movie fans that are looking for new movie podcasts you know, I joke every episode, everybody's got a podcast, including me, but that's fine. And uh, people are always looking for new podcasts. So if you think they'd like this one, uh, please uh, have them uh, check out the show. Uh, rate and review if you listen to the uh, audio feed on uh, any podcasting apps, especially Apple Podcasts. If you can write a rate, uh, rating and review, that would really help the show uh, increase listenership and followers. So if you could do that, I'd really appreciate it. Also, if uh, you see any of my posts on social media, uh, for episodes or these live videos. Uh, if you could share those on your social media, that's another real easy way you can help the show uh, obtain a, a higher profile. That's what I've been trying to do. Uh, that has been my focus um, up until before I got sick. Now I am back. The focus remains. I want to grow the show. So if you could do that, I'd really appreciate it. If you want to email the show, the show is the show email is bendyourearpodcast at gmail.com. So if you have any questions about the show, comments about the show, or movies that you would like me to review and discuss, I'll definitely take suggestions as well. Uh, like I said, I've seen a lot, a lot of movies, but I haven't seen as many movies as everybody out there put together. So if there's a movie that I haven't reviewed already that you'd like me to check out and review. Let, give me your suggestions. I'll be happy to take a look and see if I will do that, review it on the show, and uh, give you a shout-out if you uh, if I take your suggestion. So, again, uh, this live episode will be wrapping up here, but if you catch any live episodes going forward, remember, you can come join the show. I have the ability to take uh, live guests on whenever I want. So, Feel free to pop me up wherever you're watching. If you're watching on Twitter or on Twitch or on the YouTube channel or on the Facebook page, just type in, hey, I want to come on and we'll get you on and we can talk movies. Uh, like I said, we could talk about Josie Wales today or if you come on another time or we could just talk about movies in general. So if I get a guest on, we can 
we can bounce around to other topics regarding movies. It doesn't have to be the movie that I've talked about in this episode. So again, this is the Let Me Bend Your Ear podcast. I'm Frank, the host. It's great to be back. Uh, slowly getting better, uh, but it's great to be able to record an episode. I really missed it over the last uh, month or so, so it's great to be back. Uh, again, you can find the podcast at any audio podcast feed. Uh, just uh, click and subscribe, uh, and then when you do that, you'll get notifications when new episodes are uploaded, or if you subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, you'll get notifications when I go live like I am right now. So again, uh, Outlaw Josie Wales, four Van Goghs out of five. Thank you so much. I uh, look forward to continuing uh, the podcast as I've been doing now that I'm back. And I hope everybody takes care. Stay safe out there and have a fantastic week. Take care.